Hello and welcome back to episode number 84 of the Talk Norwich City podcast wow. on a week where Norwich City won their seventh game in a row to go seven points clear of third place with seven games left of the season. And the man next to me is running seven marathons in seven oh. days. I didn't screw that intro up. John Norman, how are you, mate? You didn't. Seven is the number at the moment. Seven is the number. Seven Magnificent the number. seven. Magnificent seven. How are you? Good. Great to be here. It's, it's still light outside. We, re- we record... Um, we record these on, on Monday evenings usually in, in the evening and it's just nice to look outside and to still be light and, and, the, and the outlook looks bright for Norwich City, Chris. It does and it looks so bright, Jack, that you know, even Anel Hernandez is, is hitting up Yarmo. Mm. You know. Hem, Hemsby it was. Oh, sorry, it Hemsby. Hemsby. De- sorry, was it, oh, was it, it was not Grey Yarmouth? No, it was Hemsby. Oh, right, so it was Grey Yarmouth. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. So, for the people that don't know John, <laughs> and we'll get on to Hemsby later. Hang on, yeah. we haven't done the presentation yet. Oh, yes, sorry. Oh, yes. So, what have we got here? A gift. That's very kind of you. Yes, a gift. Uh, 2015 bottle of wine. Beautiful. Thank you Can we so call much. this vintage? We, we should. I think we should. There's yeah. another one to add to the big post-season extravaganza, Jack. Indeed, yeah. Um, Morston Hall. Galton has invited us all to Morston. Wow. Uh, and, yeah, and, and you're, you're now invited, invited now. as well. I think this probably tops the, the bottle of champagne <laughs> Thanks, that, that Galton brought us. Um, yeah, John, who are you? What do you do? And why are you here? Good point. First of all, absolutely honoured to be on the show, boys, and been following your progress over the last few years. It's amazing Thank to see you. what's happening, especially oh, this season, fun. seeing the way your world is getting bigger. Uh, Checks in the post. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So I am um, official club chaplain at Norwich City and have been for the last four years. Mm. And so that's what I do part-time. And also, we, my wife and I, Chantel, we run Soul Church in Norwich. So Amazing. Kind of wear two hats. And uh, yeah. So chaplain at Norwich City, what does that entail it's basically um football is very much about you know the body and the mind mm. my job is to look after sort of the, the spiritual well-being the, the, the you know the support outside of football mm. so i don't get involved in any of the tactics any of the you know anything to do with football but if a player needs a conversation offline if a player needs some support with family a lot of players are moving into the area you know it can be very mm. it can be very challenging for people moving into a new culture you know so, so, so my job is just to help players settle in, um, support them when they need it, and yeah, um, just be there. And the, you know, we've seen with you know Cardiff this season, Leicester, yeah. some of the tragedies yeah. that yeah. can take place in sport. Thankfully, that's not happened to our club. But you know, um, if anything ever happens in the future, you know, as a chaplain, we're there to support players, families, and the club. So this is more of a support basis rather than a religious yeah absolutely basis my job is not to ram religion down people's throats obviously you know i'm a follower of christ but uh first and foremost my job is to love people mm. support people and help people so yeah that that's not the motive the motive is to uh yeah just give people so do you work closely with the player liaison so a player comes in player liaison engages they then they then meet you How, what's the timeline yeah, of events can, can, can do obviously phil lifko does the player liaison stuff and um it, you know often i meet with a player if there's a challenge that's come up um you know if it just say you know for example i'm helping one of the members of staff right now their kids try struggling to get into a local school mm. and as a chaplain i can offer some support and some guidance with that so it can be really practical mm. um, but anything to make their lives easier off the field and i think sometimes we take it for granted just how difficult it mm. is for a player to settle into a new environment to a new club new language you know, new food there's so many new things all clubs have this role john 
Um, a lot do, probably about do 70 they? to 80 percent. There's okay. a national chaplaincy organization and um, I'm a part of that and so that helps as well given their covering. It's just great to see that the club are being proactive in, in that area. We spoke yeah. a lot during the during the tough times of, of late in the last few seasons before this one um, how your mental psychology is just so super important and mm. time and time again if you're not if you're getting knocked down every saturday yeah you need someone like you in the room so kudos to again kudos to stuart and yeah. and the gang behind the scenes at the club for um engaging with someone like yourself i think it's super smart yeah the club's been fantastic mm. the way they've just opened their doors to it um uh, and embraced it and i think it's been a win-win it's been a um you know it's helping the club and it's not just for players either you know, it can be for the groundsmen, the staff it, it as well. Staff, and there's a culture now at the club where it's not like hierarchical, but it's across the board. We're there for one another. There's a real family. And I think it's in- interesting you raise that point there, John. And in, in, me and Chris, when you're a boy and you look at a footballer, you yeah. think, "Wow, they've got it all. Good money, sure. Playing on the on the pitch, we all dream of playing." But when you dig into it, as you say, especially this season, new cultures, new yeah. food. If we were to go out to Germany yeah. and set up mm-hmm. a job. That's not easy. No. So it shouldn't be easier for footballers, and, and that support yeah. is vital, isn't it? It's vital, yeah. And football can be a, re- you know, we see footballers in the stadium, it can be a very lonely, mm. a lonely world, mm. especially those who are coming in from overseas. They don't have any family support, and you know, footballers work hard. I know there's this kind of thing that they stigma that they don't. They actually do. They work long hours, and um, you know, they're in early. Sometimes it's double sessions. Mm. They're also getting home late at night from from away games. Mm. They're in first thing in the morning. Mm. So there's a lot of pressure on them. So I feel my role is just to be there. You know, I went in on Christmas Day this year because I felt like, you know, if all of the staff are required, I'm going to come in and show some support and be there for them as well. Those are those little things, I think, Mm. can just add that little bit more value. I agree with what you're saying, John, because, I mean, I won't name names because it's unfair to do so, but I was once told by a former Norwich player um, fairly recently that it's very much... Footballers live in a bubble, mm. and I kind of I'm starting to get that now. Particularly when I'm engaging with yeah. someone like yourself, John, about how you say it's it's lonely, and I agree. It's it's weird because all of the Norwich fans have got your back, yet you know you can't walk around in the supermarket without someone having a mm. selfie, which is great. But yeah. at the same time, sometimes you need that deeper relationship. Um, so I think it's really important. I mean. The guy was saying to me, um, you know, when they when they finish football, sometimes they're like. Oh my God! What you know? What is this world? What's yeah. it all about? How do I get on? You know, what do I do? Yeah. So I think it's so super important. I'm so pleased that the club have got you on board, mate. Yeah, and you just touched on something there. When a player finishes the club, I think for me, um, I don't. I try to keep in contact with those who mm. do because I think some mm. of the challenges, as, as we all know, begin when their careers finish, mm. and so you know, I or take, about to finish, or about to finish, and you know, the academy. You know, Lewis Blois, who's uh, taken on the academy chaplaincy is so important because it's right now that players are getting let go yeah. by their scores and you think you know they've put their whole life into mm. this hope they're going to become a professional Premier League footballer and it hasn't worked out for them and it's soul destroying because maybe they don't have the education that they, they need right now or, mm. and so you know I think the club has been amazing the way they've given Lewis and I an opportunity to support help Sometimes it's just that one conversation that can maybe be a catalyst to, mm. to start something new, new direction in their life. You, you say you've been at Norwich City for four years yeah. now, and in that time we've seen promotion, relegation, yeah. a, a dodgy championship season, and this current season. How much does the mood change around Colney depending on yeah. what's going on in the pitch? Because I, 
from the outside look in and go, if we've lost on a Saturday, it must be pretty miserable on a Monday. Mm. But having spoke to people who are at Colney, they've gone, well, it's not really that different. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think probably back a couple of years ago, since Stuart and Daniel and the team have arrived, what I've noticed is um, there's been a lot more it's been steady right. even when we've lost and they don't get too excited when we win mm. and they don't get too low when we lose. And I think that's a yeah. really healthy culture. And it's all about culture. And that's one thing that Stuart's brought in, his ethos um, you know, around the club and it's been fantastic to watch it work. And mm. they say it takes three years to develop change of culture and you can really see in that come into fruition now, which is, which is amazing. And there's just a real culture of trust mm. There's two cultures you can have in life, suspicion or trust. And Stuart, Stuart and Daniel have created this culture of trust where mm. there's trust amongst players. Trust in young players particularly. Young players. And um, rather than being suspicious of one another. So I think I, I actually think as a club, we've never been healthier. Wow. We've never been in a better position mm. to actually go to the Premier League um, and actually do something quite significant. And that, that could be just stay up, but that is significant yeah, for us. Yeah, of course. Do you think it's going to change, John, when we get to the Premier League, this culture? Do you think that... We're now talking a good game of mm. culture, good stuff's happening, but when we get to the Prem mm. with maybe four or five losses on the bounce potentially, do you think that we're in a good place to combat some potential issues there? Yeah, I think they've built in this this inward... I mean, in the fact this year we've not had a red card, that talks mm. to me about culture. You've read the agenda, haven't you? Have you read no. the agenda? <laughs> no. I read a tweet earlier, but I didn't read the agenda. <laughs> But that, that, that talks to me about culture, that there's respect, there's, you know, players are taking responsibility for one another, they're not letting their teammates down. I don't yeah. see that changing. Mm. And what, you know, you've, you, you gents have been up to Colney and you, you've seen the facilities and, you know, it's going to be like walking into a brand new training ground. Yeah. When these guys come back in September and we're in the Premier League, um, like that. it's like a new training ground. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, talk about lifting the spirit, lifting the culture of the club again. So... You know, there's no doubt about it. We, we we could have a couple of heavy losses next season. We're not, mm. you know, we're not all silly here. But I I firmly believe the culture that Stuart and Daniel have created in the club is one that will sustain us for a long period of time. Great, good answer. Yeah. But what about recruitment, John? Yeah. How do we recruit someone with that word that that word that working hard ethos switched on? culture gets it wants it respects their team members but super talented mm. to beat some of the top teams because we, we've seen it a lot in the Premier League <clears throat> this season even in the Championship on a small case with Nelson Oliveira in our team mm. sometimes you need someone with a bit of arrogance a bit yeah. of attitude how do the club potentially combat that if that's not too much of a big question to ask no it's a good question and I think um, I think Stuart and the team have got a sharp eye for spotting these guys mm. I mean if we looked at the the starting lineup on Saturday, with the exception of a handful, we didn't even know half these names a couple of years ago. Yeah, definitely. You know, who was Scary, Tim Buki, who was Juan Alanandez? Yeah. And we go through that team going, actually, but these guys were specifically skilled in spot. And I think there's no doubt about it, they're going to have been watching the players that already, mm. um, getting an eye on them, and hopefully snap another team of Puki, another bargain, mm. another. You know, there's no reason why that, again, that culture can't continue into the Premier League. So when these. As you mentioned there, Timu Puki and Emi Buendia, when yeah. you go up Colney and Oh, hello, them, my Siri's hello, going Siri. wasn't asking Siri. Um, I've got an Australian Siri, by the way. see these players for sort of the first time, Yes. can you instantly tell, yeah, they're, they're cut out for this? Can you just tell that vibe? Yeah, I, 
I genuinely don't think that Stuart and Daniel are signing players that don't fit our culture anymore. Mm. I think. Mm. And has it ha- have we signed? Yeah, there's yeah. been knee jerk reactions, especially in January. Mm. They always mm. say it's the worst time to sign a player because they're overinflated and you don't know who you're buying. It's just you're probably trying to fight a relegation battle rather than a, you know, staying. Yannick Vilch could work that okay. Oh, Jack, yeah, you've yeah. got to drop Yannick. <laughs> so I, <clears throat> I think there's a. It's a system they go through. They're looking at players, not just on the field, but off the field. They're doing their homework, and that's why, they, that's why they're getting the players in that they have. So long may it continue, um, and I've, I have faith in the team, but also have faith in the, the staff and the management who are finding these lads. And Love that. Yeah. Good. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Because these, I'm going to call them buzzwords, because they are buzzed about a yeah. lot. Culture, vision, <laughs> sure. things like that. This was all being talked about last season. Yes. But the performances weren't replicated on the pitch. And I know we had a season of transition, but it's, mm. it's tough as a football fan to, to see out the long game. So do you think we're only talking about this because it's going well? So if we finish 10th mm. again this season, yeah. do you think culture suddenly isn't relevant? Again, culture takes time. It's like going to the gym. If you go to the gym three or four times, oh, nothing's changed. Mm. Well, of course it hasn't because it's a long, it's th- you've got to play the long game. Unfortunately, in football, you don't have that opportunity. Mm. Um, but thankfully we've got an incredible board and owners in Michael and Delia who mm. believe in Daniel they believe in Stuart and they've given them time and that is paying off and we're seeing those results on the pitch and you've only got to walk into Colney and just see how friendly the place mm. is and that has not changed this season mm. that did, that was the same last season the, that right. culture has been instilled into the staff and the team um, Good. you know Daniel's Stuart's bringing in people to speak to the staff mm people who are leaders in life not just in football and it's helping you can see the progression of the club as a whole mm. on and off the field so you know I am really confident about next season I can you tell how confident absolutely I'm where are we finishing are you going to be flying out on a European tour in a couple of years that would be nice <laughs> go on Jim say something mad for the title <laughs> i tell you what I'll come in I'm like. going to go mid tape I'm going to go absolutely smack bang in the tape really oh, so I'll we're 20, we're 20 aren't we 20 clubs in the Premier League yeah so I love how 10, we're talking 11. about the Prem I love how we're talking about the Prem yeah that's brave um, or is it I don't think it really is is it, is it seven on the, we've won seven in a row indeed nice um, nice link there you're running seven marathons in a row yes in seven days that um, I can't even comprehend that in my brain why yeah. are you doing it and what went through your head and you thought, well, this will be a good idea? Did you have um, too much of that wine? <laughs> <laughs> too much tea. <laughs> um, many of you know we're building a new church facility. The church facility we're in at the moment is, uh, we've just grown out of it. And so we have to build a purpose-built facility. I had no idea that building a new building isn't just like hundreds of thousands, but it's millions. Right. Um, is it because it's going to be the best thing in Norfolk? Well, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a great... Uh, Let's put it in this context, it's going to be a building to serve the city. Amazing. So schools, um, entertainment, drama, people wow. need to use a facility, it's there. And so we wanted to build a state-of-the-art facility, a 1,200-seat auditorium, which there isn't one in Norfolk. 1,200 seats? 1,200-seat. Wow. So there's one in, obviously, the Theatre Royal, but mm. you know, it's hard to, hard to get hold of that. So <coughs> hips, which might be able to fill that. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get into that yet. <laughs> So I had this idea. I personally wanted—I personally was to take responsibility for one million. Okay. How could I personally raise one million to, you know, offset against the seven million pound, eight million pound target? Um, and so I thought I needed to do something that's going to get people's attention. Yeah. I thought about loads of things. I thought jumping out of a plane, but a lot of people are doing that. Mm. Um, it's good. Have you done it? No, I haven't. Oh, mate. 
Unbeatable. Unbeatable. Do it. Beatable One of the back. best things you'll ever do in your life, I promise. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Good. And then the other thing was... Maybe we can jump out together. How about I'll, that? I'll hold your hand. Okay. <laughs> and so a friend of mine ran seven marathons in seven days in the States and raised a million. He ah. Said, he said, why don't you try that? Nice. He said, it'll get people's attention. And it has. Yeah. So we started training 14 months ago. Seems a whirlwind away. Uh, and Were you a runner before? Not really. Right. So a little bit, 10Ks here. And I had run one marathon back in 2006, the London Marathon. But that was just agonizing. Yeah. So, yeah. And then Norwich City jump on, but Stuart said, oh, we'd like to get behind. He goes, I want to run one as well. So, uh, so he's nice. running a marathon. He's running a marathon. Is he? Day four, Thursday, Colney. I think Tom wow. Tribal should definitely be roped into this because he could easily run one with I you think and so. run and then you know, play stop. the next day. Yeah. So some of the players are going to do some laps. Stuart's going to grab the players because we're doing 50 laps of Colney, which is going to be oh mind-destroying. Wow. The good news is there's doctors on hand, nice food on yeah. hand. Nice I, hope you, I hope you're not going up that new hill that they've put in there. No, we're not going to do that. To the okay. sandcastle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's to raise money for the, for the new facility, which is going to serve the city. And you know we do a lot of work with homeless people in the mm, city. Incredible. That's one of our big um, outreaches. And there's going to be shower facilities, a clothing bank place where they can come in Good and have man. food and so for me it's not about a building it's about helping people's lives move forward yeah. and also having a link over to the, the open academy across having drop-ins for kids after school and you know the hearts is, is the largest community in norfolk mm-hmm. so we're going to be serving that community firsthand so amazing yeah i'm excited about it you know what whatever we raise it's something isn't it yeah absolutely so, so how do people we'll, we'll obviously link the the, the fundraising yeah. page down in the, the com in the, in the description is it simply just yeah, donate just, what you've got? It, we use like a just giving thing yeah. or a, I think it's stewardship. Just drop in and... If anyone's got a million, just drop it <laughs> in. <and let> me... <laughs> but Brilliant. yeah, so it, and it, it is to make a difference. And a big thank you to Norwich City um, for getting on board. I mean, you know, that, that means a lot, the world to us. Good. Well, you'll, you'll, you'll probably be needing some of Stuart's leg massages in, in, yes. in the future. I've heard they're good. He's a machine. Is he? He's quick, yeah. He's is he really? Yeah, he's. A, I he's thought you were about to say he's a machine at massages. <laughs> I mean, that would. Be, I don't know about uh, that. Interesting. Who knows? Anyway, uh, uh, what, we, what we can say are machines are the Norwich City players at the moment. Yes. Chris, um, seven wins in a row. Yeah, that was for me season defining at the weekend. Mm, that really? Was, that was it. Yeah, it was season defining at Leeds, Jack. So, yeah. but this is another season defining. It's another season yeah. defining. Okay, it felt big though, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And I like. I think that it was quite a good statement in terms of who we are as a club mm. and how and what Borough are as a club. You know, massive club. I'm gonna insult you a little bit. There's the traditional British, been there, done that, long hoof ball. I think they've spent something like 20 million. We've spent four, mm. I think. Was it four million? Like that, yeah. And just the stark contrast in terms of entertainment, mm. the way that our, the way that the ball flows between the lines for us is exceptional. And if I was a Borough fan, I would be booing them like they were because it would be boring. Mm. Um, the fact that they've been playing Johnny Housen out of position mm. for half the season is atrocious. Um yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say really. I mean, it was it was a very very good performance. It was, despite the fact there was one terrible chance at the end where I thought, oh my god, they've they've equalised here. I don't know. I think the luck. I mean, this is the thing you create your own luck, yeah. and at the moment yeah. everything seems to be falling in our favour. Even the Sheffield United result as well, mm. which is a big result in terms of that seven point gap. Anel Hernandez was wicked. Mm. 
absolutely wicked. And I think what Daniel Farker has done is mm. he has made an El Hernandez who he is in terms of his final product now. Mm. You questioned it massively recently. He's definitely answered. Uh, and I think that if he keeps that up, he could be... I mean, I said this, right? We haven't had a player like Huckabee mm. since Huckabee. And I thought Redmond was going to was mm. going to fill that role. But he didn't quite have it. The crossing wasn't there. Um, You're saying Hernandez is better than Redmond? I am, wow. yeah. I'm saying Hernandez is better than Redmond. Okay. Um, because the thing with Redmond is you didn't... Anel Hernandez is a beast from the east. He's gonna, he is gonna steam train through you. If you don't, if you don't move, he's gonna buff through you anyway. Mm. And I think there's something about Anel that gets you off your seat. Mm. And although we had that with Nathan at the start, sadly for him, it didn't pay off. But I definitely think that Anel has got the opportunity now mm. to be as good as Huckabee if he continues on this line. If he continues on this line, it takes a lot of consistency. And I'm, I'm not saying he's there yet, so please don't bully me. Not there yet. But he's just got that fact that... Oh, it's just so exciting yeah. to see a winger yeah. that gets you off your seat, isn't it? And, and John, I think the plaudits, most of them have gone to the attacking players this season. Yeah. But defensively... Yeah. Oh, we've been, oh. I mean, We haven't been great all season defensively, but the last few games, you've just looked at that and gone, that's a solid championship defence. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Christoph Zimmerman, Ben Godfrey, they're just like walls, aren't they? Yeah. Just tower blocks in defence. And he, he, that's why, for me, when we're talking about the Premier League, I'm speaking so confidently because I just can't see the next seven games which one of those teams is going to get past that defence. Yeah. So for me, it's yeah, like, I like that. you know, we might, I don't know, we might have a, we might lose an odd game. I just can't see us losing four. And I love mm. how you've just said Ben Godfrey and Christoph Zimmerman. You've forgotten Max Aarons and Jamal yeah, Lewis as well. I mean, yeah. and, and and their players who Tim Hamley. Well, Exactly. Yeah. There's international. We've got two international defenders and sitting Tim Krull, on the bench. I know he's had his critics this season, but for me, you know, I see him off the field as well as mm. on the field, and he is a leader. Mm. And I think again, we spend so much time, you know, getting our opinions from the players on the field, but we don't see what they do off the field. He's a leader. Mm. He's a leader. He brings out the best in people. Um, he brings the culture that we want mm. into the club. And I think, you know, yes, he's made the odd mistake like yeah. most of the players this season. Obviously, he's a highlighted more because he's a keeper. But I think he has been a dynasty in that goal. It's interesting that you bring up leaders, John, because the thing that I screamed and shouted and moaned about last season, post-Russ and Wes, yes. was the lack of leaders. And I don't just mean on the pitch, shouting and screaming. Yeah. But it's so good that the club have almost recruited leaders. And mm. um, I even think about Timu Puki. He's not so vocal on the pitch, mm. but he the way that he manages himself, he's so professional on and off the pitch, um, a leader, leading the line. Yeah. Tim Krull at the back, yeah. Zim, leader, Ben for his age, a leader of the of the young guys. Mm. All across the pitch you've got these leaders. And I and I think that 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 has been the one of the key things. Fitness has been massive. Mm. I was talking about that at the weekend when I was on the radio. But the other thing as well is definitely having leaders, 100%. I, I totally agree. And I think there's leaders and then there's emerging leaders. Mm. But I think what we had last year, because obviously with the transition of Russ and Wes, these were leaders. Mm. You, you know. But then last year we didn't realise bubbling under the surface, there was these emerging leaders. Like that. Like that. And they've now... Is that a trait? Or yeah, is I that think taught? it is. Is it nature or nurture? I think it's both. Right. So nature, I think, I think Russ Martin is a born leader. Yeah, mm, he's just, and he's not just a leader; he's a leader of leaders. He will one day coach a top club because mm. he's a leader of leaders. 
but then there are those that you can nurture. And I think Christoph Zimmermann would fall into that. Interesting. I can't believe he wanted to give up football. Just, yeah. I can't comprehend it. It was on Sky, wasn't it's it? Mental, yeah. well, he wanted it? to be a teacher. I could yeah. see him being a good teacher. But he I'm is a guy, this leader is emerging out of him. Yeah, mm. agreed. And it's Daniel and Stuart, they're, they're drawing it out of these players. And you, you know, you just see mm. the togetherness of it. On, just on, after on the pitch field. with the fans. Yeah. It's just exceptional, isn't it? They're just, they're so grateful. Yeah. All of those players now are so grateful. Yeah. And not, I mean, a key thing for life, full stop, without getting too deep. But it's the players deep. are so, the players are so grateful, yeah. John. Yeah, I think there was a picture, one of you boys might put it out a couple of weeks ago, it was, after a, a win, uh, who did we play last away game? One before Borough. Mm. Borough, God, you're challenging me. Go on. We should all know that, but um, we don't. And so if anyone can help. Uh, it was. Jesus. I don't know. I think I know the pitch you're going to say, though. It was, Timu, it was Timu uh, Puki being subbed. No. No. No, that was ages ago. Anyway, go on. <laughs> that was the last one I went to. No, come on. You went to the one before. No, 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 no. You went to it, Jack. Come on. Did I? North. It was not north, north, is it? You went there with Jenny. It's nearly you. You camped in Leeds, and then no, you went to the I game. Keep talking. Jack, and I'll get the so stumped. No, no, no. Stumped. This is right. so embarrassing. Okay, so there's a picture that went out. I think you wanted boys. It just said togetherness. It was Timu Puki and Michael McGovern. Yes, jumping oh, yes. in the yeah. air. There was air. Yeah, Mickey. and they were hugging. And I thought, you know what? That shows culture I, and leadership. I cannot believe Have we got we it yet. The last away game. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I'm getting there. We've lost. We've lost, we've lost it. We've lost it. It was we've Rotherham. Lost. Rotherham. Gosh, it was. The That's the one. How, how, was there? how yeah. dare we forget Warnie Ola? It was Rotherham. literally a week. Yeah, two weeks ago. You were there, Jack. I was there. We yeah, won I ugly. wasn't there. I've got yeah. an excuse. Yeah, no, I was there. We won ugly. It's togetherness because it's Timu Puki, Michael McGovern. Now, Timu Puki started. Forgive my ignorance. Probably most of the games this season. Yeah. Definitely the league. You've got Michael McGovern, who's not started one. Yeah, at the end of the game, they are in each other's arms. And I, I thought, that. that's culture. You've and at the got... weekend, Hanley jumping off the bench at the yeah. end of the Millsborough game. Similar situation. That's culture. Mm. And that's why we are where we are. Love that. And again, yeah. Jordan Rhodes. I mean, just... Yes. Yeah. Everyone. And the fans as well. Yeah. In terms of the midfield partnership as well, I think that's been the the positions that have been debated the most. Is it Kenny McLean? Is it Marich mm. Leitner? Is it Mario Rancic? It seems like it's clicked at the moment and it seems like we've found the yeah. partnership to take us forward at least for the next few games yeah I mean it seems that every partnership you found clicked really yeah. and then an injury True. came in and he just had mm. to ha- it was almost forced on him but hats off to Daniel because he's I actually said to Stuart the other day I feel like he's given most most players in our squad an opportunity this year and it's been yeah. bad luck that's taken them out or yeah. the yeah. formation that they've had to change Yeah, but you know when we look back on 2018-19 it will have been a squad mm. promotion absolutely the squad have played their part Is and, it, and I love that yeah and what's your opinion on the squad getting the player of the season no, that's awards? nonsense I'll shut that down right now hey Jack I disagree as well but we're here to interview John so First John what's your that. opinion I, do you think there should be a, an award for the team or do you think that's just for the, no, for the trophy at the well, end surely that's their championship medal I agree yeah. Jack I agree wholeheartedly I think it needs to be a a player's player that someone's got to choose in that case who is your player of the season so far so far (laughs) (laughs) or if if you had to vote now who would you vote for right now go three seconds three two one I'm going to go totally out there Tim Krull wow Wow. totally out there no that is out there that's outrageous (laughs) he's furious (laughs) I'm seeing I'm making that that opinion from holistically on and off the field love that he's coming to a new club a new culture brand new to him we're top of the league 
and the way he organises his back four, he talks to them. Yeah, he's made a couple of mistakes, but what player can we point out that hasn't? I cannot tell you how happy I am that you've said that in front of Jack Reeve. Really? You're coming on again next week. Chris, who would you vote for? Max Aarons. Yeah, same. Um, the thing... Look, Pookie will win it. I think Pookie will, will win it. I think Chris, I don't know I think, if he will, you know. Mate, Pookie will win it. But... I think because traditionally, if you look back at the player of the seasons that, that have been awarded, it's normally been to the player that's that, that's, that's delivered the goods up top. I think Christoph has been well and truly. I, I think he deserves um, to be in the mix, Christoph, one hundred percent. But for me, I pick the player of the season in terms of consistency, right? And that one million percent is Max Aaron's. Mm. There hasn't been a player on that pitch that's delivered nine out of ten performances mm. every game like Max Aaron's. <clears throat> And I will never forget when we went to Ipswich away, backs against the wall, we chuck in Maxi Aarons, the young guy that we all felt sorry for. And we stood there and we said, no, 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 you know what? He's good enough to deliver the goods. Mm. And, he, and he did it at Ipswich and we thought, blimey, that's good, but it's just a one-off. And he did it again and he did it again. And there's not been a single moment this season where I've gone, Max had a bad game today mm. or even an average game. And the thing with, you know, say what you like, I think Pookie is... Brilliant. He's he's scored a lot of goals. He's arguably been. He is probably the, one of the main reasons why we're mm. going to go up to the Premier League, of course. But for me, Max has added so much width, dimension, um, pace, aggression as well. He puts players on the floor, and he makes them scared. And he, and he so, yeah, he's so sensible and mature. So for me, Max Aaron's is one hundred percent getting my vote. Good, John. Can we call? Pookie's current run a drought is this a goal drought for Pookie uh, I mean it could be could be did score for, didn't he score for Finland no got he set one up though he got an assist it was a lovely yeah, it, was it was pretty quality, much quality yeah, it was but every striker's going to have times in their career times in the season where you know I think it's a matter of time I wouldn't be a surprise at all if he bagged a brace on Saturday yeah Patrick so Hattie Hattie could be a Hattie on. Went had a Hattie I've been told off for shortening words. I'm not allowed to do I'll that. I'll allow anymore. Hattie, I think. Sorry. Well, if you're Jordan Rhodes yes. and you're and the striker that's in there instead of you hasn't scored for six games off the top of my head, mm. are you getting frustrated? Yeah, I think you are. But it's how you show frustration. Um, frustration will either come out in negative or positive emotion. Right. And so for for Jordan, he's a he's a class professional because he's if he's not frustrated. I'm frustrated that he's not frustrated. We're all frustrated. <laughs> We're all frustrated. Yeah. That the fact that you know he's still, you know, playing around with the crowd in the corner, having fun, mm. enjoying himself, I think it just shows what a model professional is. Um, but he also knows he's putting himself in Daniel's shoes, and he's saying, "Look, I probably have to make the same same choice." So yeah, you know, because you've got a striker who is prolific. He's scoring on a regular basis, minus this short little drought. Um, and I think Jordan gets that. There's no Vans Wolf Swinkle, is it, Jack? Let's be real. No. No. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'd certainly be worried if I was an opposition team, knowing <laughs> that Dennis Shrebeni is yet to come off the bench as well. <laughs> oh, um, that could be carnage. We've, yeah. He's still got the big goal on him. He has. You reckon? It's coming. You think? I think there's going to be a big Dennis Shrebeni. Do you think? Goal. Yeah, I do. To take us to the Prem? The goal? The goal. The goal? To take us to the Prem? Dennis Shrebeni? Yeah. That would. If you're watching Dennis, we believe in you. I do. I certainly believe in you. There's no one I believe in more. Right, let's get to some Twitter questions. Uh, first question from Jez from Bez. He asked, John, can Here we get some is. divine intervention into our penalty takers? <laughs> they are not blessed with wanging it into the onion bag, are they? 
No, they're not, and I'll have a word. Um, however, <laughs> I'll, I'll, hang on. I'll have a word. <laughs> not with the strikers. Please, please help us. <laughs> if we were sitting um, seventh and eighth, I think we'd have a crisis on that. But right now, yeah. we're seven points ahead, and let's not take too caught up that we've missed a few pens. Um, I'd rather have that and be where we are than. Yeah, agree. Do you think it's almost us feeling sorry for our opposition that if we were the score, yeah. the league would already be wrapped up? Yeah, and that oh, wouldn't be God. fair. And that would be fair. Wouldn't have been fair on Sky on a whole lot of things. So I think we've done this for the. It's almost like our handicapping system. Yes, Daniel's had a word with the strikers and said, "Look, boys, just put that one wide. Let the keeper set." So it's all part of the strategy against the Premier League. Yeah, I'd like to think it is. Um, Joe Dent had asked for the final home game of the season for the lap of honour. How should we celebrate promotion? I say Daniel Farr could be paraded on a horse. With a Bavarian band playing Norwich City chants. So much With interest. ladies in Le- Lederhausens and a giant German beer glass. Delia in Lederhausen? Well, it's up to, that's the question. What would you do? I Chris? think it's as plain and simple as this. If someone creates a crowdfunder to get Daniel Farker a horse mm. on the promotion winning home game, mm. we'll back it. TNC's fully behind you. We'll stick some money Surely in. someone at Carrowd owns a horse. <laughs> Well, they had horses when we when we smashed Ipswich. The horses came out. That didn't is they? true. So there's got to be some available. I mean, I actually looked the other day. I googled hire horse Norfolk. I've done something. I've actually inquired. I called them up, but they said that they wouldn't do a quote over the phone. I'd have to actually say face what's the event, what's the date. Right. So look, someone out there is mad enough in the Norwich fans. Start a crowdfunder. We will back you. Or if you own a horse, get in contact. But yeah, shit. Hang yeah, I like that. Why yeah, the yeah, long like face? That. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, John. Now, now, yep. Daniel has said he's scared of horses. Mm. He's not, is he? So we need to overcome that first of all. Does he face his fear, or does he simply pick another animal to ride on? Yeah, I think we should probably. Um, he's got to do it so fans. many. There's not so many animals you can ride, is there? <laughs> a big dog. I just watched Dumbo. <laughs> um, Dumbo. Big, now that now we're talking. A oh, big dog. Geez. You might have the animal rights people oh, chasing us yeah. down. Um, I definitely think a horse needs to be involved. Yes. Just to Didn't have he a ride a horse though in Germany? Yeah. That's why that's why the song is yeah. the song. Just to kind of say to the people that for some reason don't like Norwich fans singing that song, ha ha, he's on Come a horse. Come on, some Norwich fan out there, you've got access to a horse. Someone has got access to a horse. Let us know. Jack yeah. Reeve, Chris Reeve, make yourself a legend. Johnny Norman. Yeah, I like that. Make, make yes. yourself a legend. Write yourself in the history books. It in was the- your horse. <laughs> yeah. It was my horse. Yeah. Put a massive, you know what? Put a sponsorship yeah. banner on no, the horse. No, no, no. We could tattoo the horse. Ooh, not literally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back on yeah. to it. Before um, Ben Roberts asks, if Norwich were to somehow bottle it now, no. how would you cope? I don't think that's a question. Is it not? Let's just ignore it. I, th- I, th- I find that question offensive. Oh really? Yeah. Now, yeah, we don't need any negativity. Okay. No interest. Let's okay, not give no. it any airtime. Who would you prefer to join you in the Premier League? Asks Bristol Rovers polls. On a serious note, would it be... I would be broken. Right, well, it's not Seriously happening. Broken. So the you're... chaplain lives like six doors down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, but you'd surely be broken as well. <laughs> it, yeah, I have, to, I have to stay strong. Um, Bristol Rovers polls asks, who would you prefer to join you in the Premier League? Sheffield United or Leeds United? Now, I know that's you know the, the best of two evils there, but who would you prefer? Leeds United. Why? Bigger club. Uh, classier fans. Um, I absolutely despise Dean Henderson in golf, Sheffield. I think he's arrogant, out of order. I think he lacks class. And I don't like Chris Wilder. And how Chris Wilder has got manager of the year over Daniel Farker, mm. I do not know. Okay. Less budget, 
with one more games with seven points clear of them that for me is fraudulent so Sheffield, Sheffield honestly Leeds United should come to the Premier League definitely good although I must say I think Sheffield United will come up with us I think Leeds will bottle it sadly okay John what do you think I'm going Leeds my best friend is the chaplain of Leeds ah. and so ah. yeah, this kind of like you know who's got divine intervention more <laughs> So I feel like that is me. Has he has he said what the mood around there has been like? Because it's been an interesting one behind the scenes with, them, yeah. with the whole spy gate and yeah, I think that's kind of calming down a little bit. I think um, a bit of nervousness around there. Mm, is that I bet where I don't th- you know we wouldn't want to be in their position. That Millwall game for yeah. them was close, was close, yeah, and I think they would have. Comp- I think from there, if they lose that game, yeah, season's gone, hundred percent. So fair play yeah. for them overcoming that. Mm. But I think. I think I'll stay with you. I want Leeds Cup, but I think Sheffield might just have the edge. Sheffield is so consistent. I, I looked at, just like I looked at our fixtures, I looked at Sheffield United's um, and I, I, I can't see. But then I said they wouldn't, but then they lost against Bristol. Yeah. yeah. But then Bristol have been good. <laughs> I look at Sheffield's game and I, and I, games and I think, where are they going to lose a game? Mm. Flip side of that, I looked at Ipswich's last few results um, and, and fixtures to go, and I can't, I, I can't see Ipswich picking up a point. Mm. I really can't. What have you made of Ipswich's season, John? Um, Did you expect it? You don't have to be nice. We'll let you off. No, I've got, I've got one of my friends who's a big Ipswich fan. Oh, I, John. So he, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> how close? All people are equal. Oh, close. Um, <laughs> I love how you had to say that. I think they've been in a slow decline for years and this wow. is almost the icing on the cake or the cherry on the cake and I just think, you know... Icing on the cake? Icing on the cake. That's quite strong. Relegation. I just think they've, they've been in decline for so long and yeah. this is, they've just capitulated this season and now they're in the doldrums. So I think this has been coming... Again, we've been building mm. and mm. they've been in recline so it's just been a matter of time just watching them. They can't fill Rot. a stadium. Mm. You can't fill a stadium against your local rivals, Norwich. You've got problems. Agreed. So... You know, Do you think Paul Lambert will stay there, John? I can't think he will. He was, he's not going to be manager in the League One. No? No, I can't see that. But he's saying it. I mean, you, you get people. Yeah. Do you buy what he's saying? I'm buying what he's saying right now, but in three months, uh, I don't know, a, a Rotherham or a, a low-level championship club come in and offer mm. him more money or offer him a better club. He's not going to stay, is we, he? We have to talk about this, Jack. I mean, you, <coughs> you, you posted that video... Um, today on ITV am I allowed to say that well yeah. screw it I just said it you posted that, that video on ITV today and I don't get why Ipswich fans and seriously I'll take off my Norwich City glasses now Paul Lambert has played for Borussia Dortmund yeah. for Celtic mm. he's managed Aston Villa and he's actually saying he's never seen anything like it before <laughs> I, I mean words escape me <laughs> words escape me I'm, I, I think I, I can't see how Ipswich fans are believing it. He's the best salesman. He's the best salesman in, in yeah. Britain. I'm gonna. Hi- I want to hire him. Yeah. Seriously, best salesman in Come Britain. Come work for Soul Church. <laughs> yeah, he'd well, make a million, wouldn't he? he? Yeah, he'd do well. Yeah, he'd change. Opinions. Never seen anything like it. He'd say. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, let's look ahead to this weekend. Then it's it's QPR. QPR sacked their manage, manager today. Yeah. Um, now I was I went into work today incredibly optimistic. I said, you, um, surely you can finally buy what I've been saying all season. We're going up. And they all said to me, well, QPR have just sacked their manager. They're going to get a bounce now. Oh. Do you buy that, Chris? A no. QPR going to beat us this weekend? No. No? No. No. I just, 
right, we've been saying all season, I think we this game could have the I think we could run them over. Right. I think we really could run them over. Um the problem for them is if they sit deep and invite on pressure, that's only gonna last seventeen minutes before we score. Um I, I, but then if they commit themselves we're going to find the pockets and, 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 and smash them to pieces so yeah um, I think I mean what do you do and and, and actually now and, and it's happened on a key day in terms of preparation mm. for the game I know it's never a good time but for it to happen in the new week so to speak not straight after a game or mm. even on the Sunday it's happened new week all of the prep for the game goes out the window start again mm-hmm. so I think that they're I think they're going to find it very difficult um, and, I, and I personally think that, that, that we could win by quite a few goals actually I, I think there's been a shift this season last season previous season we've been very much focused on the opposition but I think there's a culture at the club now where it's like we're so focused on how good we are right it's like well we're not even yes we've got you know respect QPR mm. and as a club and as players, but I just I think the fans are going into this. This is Norwich. Mm. Well, Daniel is. Did you did you see Daniel Farker's yeah. match interview after yeah. Borough? We're going to attack. We're not going to just sit yeah. and scrape results now because we're we're close to the finishing line. Yeah, we you know he wants to mill the teams. And he yeah. he really does. And I I really love and respect Daniel Farker for coming out and saying it. And it's and fair play to him because he said at the start we didn't buy it, but now we're buying it. And and it's it's brilliant to see, brilliant. To and they see. actually want to win the league. I love that. You know, it's just not, not good. Mindset. Not good enough just to get promoted now. There's yeah, this, there's really. this, yeah, there's this atmosphere around the club. We're going to win that league. Yeah, and I love how other fans of other clubs think that we're not entitled enough to. They say that oh, Norwich don't deserve it, or we're not mm. a big enough mm. club. And I love that, and that must be working to the players' favour, John. Yeah, I I I, I think it is, and. They've just got this attitude of every game mm. is we're going to win. And they're so focused on our strengths rather than the opponent's strengths. I know we've had we said that. we've had players on there before, Holsey Huckabee, who've, who've um, <coughs> you know, achieved promotion with Norwich City. And they've mm. often said they've won a certain game and they've gone, yeah, we're done. Like I think Huckabee said in that 03, mm. 04 season, they had about seven games to go. And it's like, oh, I think he even said it. They, they won a game at Christmas and they were like, it's done, we're up. Yeah. We, we, we believe in ourselves that mm-hmm. much. I think with Holty it was a little bit later. Has there been, been a game this season where we've won and, and, and you've thought, mm. because you're, you're you know, judging the vibe of the players, you've thought, we're up? Yeah, I think you can fluke being top at Christmas. Right. I think you can. Other teams can have a bad inj- bad injuries. You can scrape a few lucky yeah. wins. Good fixtures. I don't think you can fluke where we are. Mm. especially the teams we've played and I think after the Rotherham game there seemed to be a shift of actually we are going to win this league so I think there was probably a shift three or four weeks before actually we're mm. going to do this but there's been a shift in mindset actually now Love that. we're going to win the league right. and that for me it's almost like we're giving you know we're talking about winning the league rather mm. than and that's and going I to create that. a real atmosphere at Carrow. Well, it's only ever happened once. But the lid is off yeah. now. Yeah, well, and look, the lid is off now. It's almost like... But surely it, we have to manage expectation here well, as well. Well, yeah, Jack. you can get ahead of yourself. But this is the good thing, mm. Jack. I, I still think that there's not an expectation. Mm. But I feel like the fans get it. And the yeah. fans will get behind it versus expect... I feel like at Carrowed on Saturday, it's going to be one of the loudest stadiums that, we, that we've heard in a while. I think hearing going up, 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 ole, 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 we are top of the league, you know, up to the Premier League we go. 
that will lift the players so yeah. so much and I just think it's it's ridiculously impressive going back to what, what John said about um you know that that positive mindset and actually going to win the game um, sorry win the league I remember Russ said to me offline but not offline anymore unlucky Russ that Chris Hewton one of the last things that he used to say to the players before they went out on the pitch was if we concede mm. oh what an awful thing to say and you can just tell them how that mindset is completely flipped and that it is brilliant and I, I just I can't I don't have enough words of praise for Stuart for Daniel and actually for you guys listening and watching for the fans the fans have just been yeah. unbelievable and you saw that at Borough again so many fans yeah. making the journey up it's just it's special and the yeah. last few away games will be carnivals and I cannot wait my, my job here John is to is to to not let us get too carried away. <laughs> when when does confidence turn into arrogance, and is that a possibility? Yeah, I it, I think if you came to the club on, a, I don't think you would realise where we were in the league because the culture is just as we said already. It's very just it's calm. Mm. Um, you know, people we're not they're not singing songs in the change and we're going to win the league at all or anything like that. It's just a there's a quiet confidence. I think Daniel and Stuart have got a, a good lid on that. Um, you're always going to get some players or fans who go into that, and I, I think there's just a, a, such a strong culture there that it, it is confidence. I haven't seen the arrogance creep through in this bunch of lads. Mm. Um, of course, you've got to keep an eye on it mm. in, in any organisation, football club. Um, but I think Daniel, he will, he will have them level. I know all when, the way through to the end. I know when we had Jake on here a few weeks ago, he said, you know, the youngsters, the Jamals, the Maxes, the the, sure. the Bens of the world almost their naivety is helping us yeah. because it's, it's fearlessness and I think you have that as a youngster don't you yeah do you see that yeah they just play you know Jack and I were talking offline um, earlier about this whole thought feel the fear and do it anyway mm. and I think fear is a part of our lives mm. I don't think you ever overcome fear you just deal with it and I think you know especially these young guys Jamal and Ben and Max, they've come into the team and they've, they've got to be feeling the fear, the pressure, but they're just getting on with it. Mm. And I think that, you know, that's incredible. And again, hats off to the to the team, to the, the management for believing in these young guys. I mean, yeah. what managers believe in kids? True. Not, yeah. Yeah. Not, Not enough. Many. Not yeah. enough. Yeah. So, yeah. My final question to you both. This has been a fantastic podcast. If you've just won seven matches in a row, and maybe we'll flip it with you. You've just yeah. finished your seven marathons in seven yes. days. We saw Onel Hernandez celebrate by going down the arcades in Hemsby. How would you celebrate? The mm. arcades in your Goodness armor? gracious. Or? That's a that's a 18 plus question, Jack. Is it? Uh, no, it's not. Uh, I think, God, I got myself into trouble then, haven't I? Uh, how would I celebrate? I think I'd go. I'd go to Redwell for a pint. Right. I'd go to Redwell Brewing Not for a Nando's. pint. Nando's. I do love a Nando's, but I only go to Nando's with Angus. So, so you still um, own, I think sixteen. Redwell. Yeah. He's yeah. joked about that. He's coming back. He's going to come back and watch a game hopefully soon. Not play. So, well, come on. No. Okay. John, how would you celebrate? That was naughty. If I just <laughs> ran seven marathons in seven days, I am going sleep. Great to five guys. Oh really? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think there's gonna be a watch that grease fall out the yeah, burger with a coke. Yeah. Mm. And salty chips. Or You're acting like you've been on a diet though, John. But you exclusively revealed that you, you are still consuming, yeah, consuming your wine more. and. Well, I'm just 
consuming anything really. <laughs> <laughs> anything that will give you energy, I love that. It's unbelievable. You get so hungry when you come out from running. You? You, honestly, you could eat anything. It's the South African blood, isn't it? Oh, you, yes. need, you need your wine. <laughs> you need your wine to keep going. I've got a quick thing to say to everyone listening and particularly watching on YouTube now. Comment below with who you think will be your player of the season. Yes. Let's debate this now. Let's get this over and done with. I think Max. I think there's shouts for Timu. Christoph's in. Tim Krull. Tim Krull. No one. No one agree with that. Do you think that's rubbish? I mean, I personally don't think it's rubbish, Jack. But um, you know, I just want people to comment. Let's start debating this now. Good. John, thanks so much, mate. Thank Good you. luck with the runs. Thank um, you, yeah. The runs. Yeah. <laughs> Not them kind. Marathons. <laughs> um, please do donate if you've got any spare pennies knocking about. Chris, thank you. And we'll see you Cheers. on Saturday yes. for QPR. Bye-bye.